Ladies and gentlemen, you tune into an all new episode of the Rap Lab Podcast. It's your boy, the Candyman, the ALFRE to the D. And it's your boy, QG. And uh, T.O. is unfortunately not with us this week, but that's all right. Um, before we get into today's podcast, just want to remind everybody, uh, Rap Lab merchandise is officially available. Uh, we got hoodies, t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, towels, blankets, tote bags, mugs, and stickers. All available at teespring.com slash raplab, or you could just type in raplab when you get to teespring.com. That's T-E-E, like t-shirt, spring like the season, all one word, dot com, and search up raplab. Uh, the merchandise is available now. And with that being said, um, so today usually we discuss topics on the show, but uh, we got a very special guest in the building. Um... And we're not we're actually going to interview him about, you know, his life, his music and all that good stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with recording artist Aerospace. Aerospace, what's good, man? Yo, what's up? How you doing? All right. Good. And it's a pleasure to have you here. Pleasure um, for having me. Absolutely. And um, we, we pretty much spent all week um, just listening to your music. And um, yeah, so I just want to help get you out there to the world. Um. Q, you want to start it off the first question, or you want me to? Absolutely, fight? absolutely, absolutely. Go I'll go first. First of all, Aerospace, welcome, sir. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you here on the Rap Lab. What's good, Q? How you doing? All right, I'm good, my brother. All right, well, let me come out the gate. Uh, when I heard your music, the first thing that intrigued me was your name. So my first question is, where does the name Aerospace come from? What does it mean? Well, it's kind of like twofold. Um, the first one, which is the easiest to digest, which is kind of coming more from like how it got to change from instead of the E to the I. So I guess mm. I'll start, I'll start backwards. So aerospace comes from obviously like engineering aeronautics, like space. And a lot of what I loved growing up was space. I wanted to be an astronaut. I also wanted to be a doctor, both of which take up different types of space and the way that they maneuver in space is very different. I always wanted to be able to understand every part of anything and aerospace just made the most sense to me, like had different like stages. It was like aero truth and it was aero rebirth and then it became aerospace. But I was like, well, there's something here that's still missing because it still didn't feel like it was me and Cannibal Ox, which shout out to Bass Air and Void Omega. They're like the best, one of the best hip hop duos of all time. They're from Harlem, New York. And in one of their songs on the Colvain, they said, uh, Bass Air said they lied when they said there was no air in space. And I was like, ah, there it is. And that's where the I came from. So it's just <laughs> aerospace itself is just the all encompassing of everything, the upper echelon of understanding. Awesome. That is wonderful and very unique and very creative. Never heard a, a breakdown or definition like that before. That is very, very cool. Appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so in, in listening to your music, so I'll be very honest with you, um, we, we, we found you on Spotify because um, just to give the listeners a background, um, uh, Marissa, who is uh, Aerospace's manager, um, she and I um, are, are old acquaintances from a long, long time ago. And uh, she actually um, reached out to me and was like, hey, I got an artist. Could, uh, you think you might be able to interview him? So I was like, yeah, send me, send me, the, um, send me, the, send me the links. To the to the work so we found you on spotify and um listened to a bunch of your work and uh, i noticed that your your rap style your your technique is very very unique 
Um, did you have an influence of, of, of how you were able to rhyme like that? Or did like a, a artist that you listened to before you started rapping, like influence your rhyme scheme? Three, um, Eminem, Jay-Z and Andre 3000. Ah, okay. Three. And that, that's, that's some, that's some good company to, to be influenced by. Yeah. Like it, I, for me, it was always a lot, you know, like I grew up in the church and it was always like gospel which has, it's, I'm a musician. Like I started off like playing piano and I've played drums all of 14 years. So my understanding of just like music and how it works is just like very a part of me. And started with Eminem, you know, I heard my name is, and I was like, how did you do that? And I would just rap along to Eminem. And then I heard some Jay-Z and it was from Jay-Z's rhyme scheme. This was like Renegade time period, or even before that, Life of Time of Sean Carter volume two. It, those two things intertwining made it so that I was able to understand the technical aspect of rapping that I didn't really understand. And then I heard Miss Jackson, you know, and then it was like all of these things just all together. It's like, oh, so there's musicality behind it too. So there's a way to express yourself just talking with some musicality behind it and have meaning to it. Like it, it was just all together. And I didn't really realize that until much later because like I liked Eminem for a longer time, but it was like, I like the way you rap, even though I don't necessarily like what you're rapping about. It, 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 so it was his flow that got you. Yeah. Okay. Makes perfect sense. And then I'm going to segue it into uh, this next question. So with that being said, um, how did you get into rap? Like what made you want to rap? What made you want to make music? Hmm. It was just something that was there. Like music itself was always just something that was there. Like, when I was a kid, I was, like, beating on things with, like, forks and knives. Like, I always found rhythm. As far as rap, like, real shit, like, I started off singing. And I, like, had one really bad solo. And that kind of fucked me up as a kid. Mm. And I was like, but I still need to express myself. It's not that I couldn't sing. I just had that issue at that time. And it ended up actually stunting me. So I was like, how can I express this in the same way without doing that? Then I started rapping. And I was like, okay, so how can I write this out? And I think what really drove it to a point was like the people that I saw high esteem became goals to conquer. It was like, how did you do that? Okay, I have to be able to do that. Okay, how did you write like that? I have to be able to write like that. It was like as I was learning, it was like it was like whenever you get in trouble in school and it's like write your lines out so that you can like have an understanding of whatever it is, or if you want to remember something. It was like that. Okay, okay. Makes perfect sense. It's an interesting combination. You mentioned Andre, Jay-Z, and Eminem. What I find um, good about that is the one thing in common that I see with those three artists is the wordplay and, mm. and putting, putting the words together. How old were you at the time when you, when you were listening to all that and, and, and realized that this was something that you had to do? Uh, I was a kid. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of when um, Hobie Baby came out. Um, that was Blueprint 2. Oh, uh, like, Holy Baby. Yeah, what's that? Like 2002, two, Candyman? Two, yeah, 2002. Yeah. yeah, Blueprint 2, yeah. Like, it was, like, around that. That's when it solidified. Like, I remember, like, it, like it was yesterday. I was with, like, my big bro, and we were in his Maxima sitting outside an apartment complex at the time. I wasn't in D.C. I was living in Atlanta. And he played 
uh, Hovey baby. And I was like, what? It's so far ahead of my time. I'm about to start another life. Look behind you. I'm about to pass you twice. Back to the future. About to slow up on my present or past because niggas can't get past my past. I heard that and I was like, this doesn't make sense, but it does. And mm-hmm. it was like for the longest time, it was like I was trying to decode that. Like I would listen to it over and over and over again. I was like, how? How how were you able to make that make enough sense to be able to even say that? And as time went on trying to like understand that, it just kind of like came with it. I was like definitely like what, 10, 11? Awesome. Awesome. That is very, very nice. Um, one thing too, uh, leading into the next question, what I loved about hip hop at the time in the early 90s, you know, there was always commercials. There was always rappers you know, promoting this, promoting that. And through our research, we realized you are part of one of our favorite beverages growing up, Sprite. Mm-hmm. How did that deal come about? Honestly, the power of social media. Like, they went out um, a couple years ago. They were talking, they were like, hey, we're looking for some new artists. We're, like, want to do this, like, campaign or whatever. Who do you think in your city is worth this kind of time? And... A bunch of my fans were like, yo, put Aerospace up. He's been putting in this work for over 10 years. Like, give him some love. So I was like, all right, cool. They sent me an email. That's what it says. Okay, so so they had, um, so your fans had reached out to Sprite, and Sprite reached out to you, if, if yep. I'm understanding correctly. Okay. So so you got a, um, you got a real loyal, supportive fan base. Um, also, um, I wanted to ask you, on the Sprite website, uh, because we did, this was an interesting point that uh, I, I made a note of to ask you about. On the Sprite website, in your artist description, um, you're described as a sad rap boy with goth girl features. Um, can you elaborate on that and tell the listeners what that means for anybody who might not understand that? If I'm going to keep it a being with you, a lot of my life, I never really understood my own personal identification just in the world. Like, yeah, I was born a man, but it's like a lot of times I never really felt it. And I felt like that was the best way to be able to to be able to describe exactly where I felt my place was, and just in the world. Sad rap boy, God girl futures. You see them both. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, one thing I noticed about your your music, because I'm a big anime. We're both big anime fans. Absolutely. So, so um, we noticed that there's a lot of anime influence in 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 not only the sound of your music, but in the uh, in the artwork and in some of the names of the songs that you chose. Yeah. Uh, what What's the connection with with anime and your concepts for visual presentation of your music? Well, we can start with the history of my relationship with anime. Yeah, I, sure. Perfect. I was five when I remember seeing Evangelion. I saw Ava one unit. Um, same big bro that I was talking about earlier that had showed me Jay Z. He was actually a big influence to show me these things. His cousin was in the military in Japan and was sending things over, so he was getting a lot of like. You know, the raw version of a lot of anime, a lot of manga, like a lot of things. And I walked in this room one day and I saw him. I was like, yo, what is this? And he showed me. And then that's when I learned about Neon Genesis. And from there, it just kind of took off. And as I got older, jumped to about, I'd say 2005, six, right after like Samurai Champloo came out. Because I always felt that there was some type of, there was a connection between anime and hip-hop that just wasn't understood yet mm. well myspace era i ended up um i was writing a blog i had this cool ass blog 
like just, you know, my thing, I'll just write on it or whatever. This is when I started getting introduced from Samurai Champloo to Fat John and Suchi and Nujibis. Nujibis followed my blog for a while and he and I had like small conversation. At that time, and upon finding Nujibis, Nujibis was like one of my favorite artists. I'm like, whoa, this is like jazz and like hip hop and like anime. This is really crazy. How are you even able to do this? Like, I've never heard anything like this before. And then jumping from there to learning about Substantial, and it just kind of blended more and more and more. 2007, I was like experimenting with beats, which before I even got into rapping, that's what I was doing first. I was producing. So as I was experimenting with beats, I was like, all right, so maybe I can create something that has a fusion of these two things. And that was this EP that I made called Costello, which was a a basis of Evangelion. That was like my first actual trying to like mesh anime and hip-hop together from that realm. Like it was already done. Like people in Japan was already on this. And the reality is there was a lot of the old hip-hop heads, even though it was a lot of comic books, like, or foreign films, was Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan was onto something that a lot of people didn't know. If you got connected to a lot of dudes out, like the Def Jux community that was out in uh, New York, around 2001, Cannibal Ox and all them were heavy on anime. But people, it just wasn't popular in hip-hop yet. And nobody right. really could understand the connection. I just ended on catching on to it much later. So That is really, really cool, man. Uh, as far as anime goes, do you have any uh, top five favorites or your favorite anime of all time? Outlaw Star, favorite of all time. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Gene, Gene Starwind and all that. Yes. That's, man, that's a classic, bro. Yes, yes. That's the, it, it's just, I, that's the one anime I can watch over and over again. And I've seen, like, I've seen close to probably, like, 700 anime. Like, I've, wow. I've read and watched it, you know? So it's like, but I lost Star for some odd reason. I always keep coming back. And maybe just be for nostalgic purposes. But, like, one thing I've learned is even with the way that it was written. And maybe that's something I, oh, I'm about to go on the anime tangent. So the way that it was written back then is just so different. I felt like there was this very realistic and cathartic way of like processing reality and trying to understand the potential of the future so it was right. like a, a lot of the anime that was coming out like when Gainax was dropping stuff when Sunrise was dropping stuff which is who uh, I think dropped Outlaw Star um, and even with like Cowboy Bebop, Trigun Blue Submarine number 6 like oh, even yeah. going back further Sailor Moon or even going back even further like all of the anime, Astro Boy even, there was a way of writing Genocyber that was processing like fantasy even. And it was sold in a way where you can get sucked into it differently. So like, mm-hmm. I realized for me personally, after like 2005, 2006, a lot of the anime I've seen, it kind of, it, it started looking better and it started kind of loosening up on how it was grabbing me in. So right. even though there's a lot of anime I like, even when now, I just started called Jujutsu Kaisen. Really mm. cool. Okay. But it still doesn't hit me the same way Outlaw Star does, or even Cowboy Bebop. I can watch the same scene from Cowboy Bebop and cry over and over again, like it was the first time I watched it. I uh, can't do which that. Scene which scene is that? Which scene was that? You know the scene with Faye, where she's like watching her 10-year self? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, right. Every oh, single time. Man. Oh wow, that's a that's a powerful one, man. Uh, you know the one that gets me well, as far as Cowboy Bebop goes. Mm. It's the it's the one 
uh, I got to go with Spike and, and, and Julia. When when they look like they're about to get away and go off. Uh-huh, and all she, of a sudden, yeah, man. I'm like, damn. I thought was, she was going to make it. See, and we can we can reminisce back on anime and have that exact same feeling. Now, yeah. that's just me. I don't know about the new generation of kids and how they're, like, attaching to anime. You know, like, right. they may be attaching to Naruto and a lot of these other newer animes. I'll say yeah. newer, even though Naruto is fairly old because it's, like, 99, 2000. Right. But, like, even right. then, that's different from us and what we right. grew up on. Right. Very popular, like, Dragon Ball Z and Super yeah. and all that. Like, the Gokus and all that. It, it, like, those names stand out. Okay. Right. And, and they I just kind of duplicated in different anime. The same character yeah. was just copy and pasted. I can tell you about Midi Nikki, and I can like tell you like five other characters that are literally not only drawn the same but have the same exact makeup. You can look at Dead Man Wonderland, and they both have it like very similar like personality development. There so, you go. Yeah, wonderful <laughs> breakdown of that. Truly. Um, back and to your music. Like Oh, yeah. No, lady. <laughs> I mean, like you said, you watch 700, right? Yeah, somewhere around and, there. Yeah, and, and the story, it, it, it brings you in, and it, and it never gets boring. When there's something that you're attached to, like, because just like you, I, I was introduced to, um, to uh, and I was, I was introduced to anime from one of my closest friends, and I was in high school, and then he opened up his, his locker, and I saw all these pictures of all these different characters, and I'm like, who's that? And he would tell me about it, and then he would tell me the story. Mm. And I, I love anything with a good story. So once you give me the name and you give me the breakdown of a good story behind it, I'm checking it out. And once I'm all in, I'm all in. It's, you know, anime is life, bro. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen Tenchi? Oh Ten- yeah, Tenchi Muyo, you mean? Tenchi, yeah. yeah, I love I love Tenchi Muyo. Oh yeah, Tenchi Muyo is beautiful. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> oh yeah, truly wonderful, man. Um. Another question about your music. I know, you know, us doing our research and you told us who your influences were. Do you have any dream collaborators, like people that you would love to work with someday or who you have worked with? Yeah, people I would love to work with. Um, Yeah. Let's see. Uh, There's this band called uh, Tesseract. They're a progressive metal band. I like the name already. They're incredible. You should look them up. They're like, okay. it, it's astounding. Um, I want to work with them. I want to work with uh, Tyler and or I want to work with both of them. Oh, from mm-hmm. Odd Future. Um, I want to work with Kendrick. I want to work with Meg The Stallion, Janae Aiko. Like, I, there's just a lot of people. Like, there's people I just want to learn from. Right. You know, there's like jazz musicians. I just want to just Luke Flowers and he plays a uh, cinematic orchestra. I just want to like just learn from him, you know, and just see what I can use from his knowledge to apply to what I do. Like Kanye West is like probably my biggest collaboration. If I can get a collaboration with Kanye West, like I'm I'm cool. I could actually envision that, especially with his production and, and what he brings to the table. Kanye just his creativity is just off the charts. So you know, mixed with yours, that's a gumbo pot of good food, man. Yo, I, that means a lot, because I, I love Kanye a lot, and it's funny even talking about, like, influences, because, like, Kanye isn't, like, a, he's not a rap influence, he's, like, a, I can't even explain it, it's, like, I just feel like 
I understand him and just how his brain works. And my right. brain feels very similar. So it's like there's an, an understanding of expression in, you know, his artistry that he can do that I feel and I express it. And it's more like that versus rap. That's why I didn't name him in my influences. Cause it's like, gotcha. Um, earlier, you said that you had um, lived in Lanham. So um, for the listeners that don't know, Lanham is in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And um, you grew up in La- Lanham and uh, you lived in Southeast Washington, correct? Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I grew So I lived in Southeast for the first 10, 11 years. And I moved to Lanham with my stepmom. But I still went to school in Southeast up until 13. Okay. So let me let me ask you, um, how has living in that area affected your music or or driven your music or inspired your music? Because from what from what Q and I know, um, and we actually covered this on a previous episode, um, there's not there's not too many mainstream uh, rap artists out of Washington, D.C. The only one that we can really think of is Wale. Uh, it put me in a man. That's such a loaded question. OK, so boom. One, we know go-go was the dominating genre in the 90s. Yes. 90s, early 2000s here in D.C. It's still something that, like, that's what resonates here. Rap mm-hmm. wasn't really a big thing. And Wale was able to do it. And even with Wale, like, nobody really championed Wale until Wale blew up. Because unfortunately, that's just kind of how the city works sometimes. But growing up in Southeast and even Atlanta, because... People that aren't from Lanham don't know how crazy Lanham is or was at that time. When you say crazy, what do you mean? Um, like, like is the crime or or just yeah? Okay, yeah, for sure. Like, no, I crime remember, is crazy. I remember walking outside of the house one day and there were like news reporters that were like, "Oh yeah, there was this kid who got stabbed in the throat on the school bus." I was like, oh, "Okay, that's normal." It, wow. You know that was that. If you look up uh, Duval High School, like people knew about what Duval was like. I lived right in that little pocket, right on Good Luck Road. I had gunshots all of the time. I can't tell you guys. Somebody, somebody shot off. I was talking to my homie on Skype. Somebody shot off and, like, somebody drove through the fucking, um, uh, what's it called? The small little kitty park in front of my uh, apartment. Like, it was just, things happen all the time. You either got robbed, you got shot if you didn't know anyone. My mom's car got stolen from there, like, three times. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow, yeah. wow. So, so there's, like, different... So coming from Southeast, it's like, okay, this is normal because I'm going to school and I'm taking the M6. And it's like, it's funny because me and my bro were really like, uh, my bro Jeff, he does a lot of my videos. And our little bro, Mark, we were having a conversation about what we grew up in and just how people would be fake about what they saw and what they whatever. We were just discussing things. Like, for example, the DC sniper. That was a real thing. Like, Yeah, yeah. That, that oh, was, man. Yeah, um, we're, we're based in New York, and that was a big thing at the time. Um, that was, Muhammad, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So for us, I'll give you an, I'll give you an insight of what was there. So for us, let's say uh, we get out of school at three thirty, we couldn't. On top of one, it already was a bad neighborhood. This is right on Alabama Avenue, right on Massachusetts Avenue. It's a little cut there. That's a that's a major hood. Like I played ding dong bitch over there, almost got shot. Like. It's one of those things where it's like, all right, you can't walk in the back alley because it was split between a big school and a little school. The big school was, I think, five, let's see, seven through 12, and the youngest school was anything below that. So mm-hmm. Alabama Avenue was the youngest school, and it was split in between two. So a lot of the time, you had to have a chaperone just in general. 
around when the DC sniper came out, nobody could go outside. So your parents would come and get you people ducking to get to their car because that's the only thing that for the longest time everybody had this weird PTSD from getting shot by a sniper because of that. On top of the crime that was already going on in DC, it was like, there's a lot of things about this area that people don't know because they keep it quiet because of politics, but like, there's culture, there's a lot of activity here. Jay-Z talks about it often, too. He'll talk about coming up through Maryland and going through D.C. Like, yes. 50 Cent was shot in D.C. They danced the go-go. He said it on, what's that song? Uh, the G-Unit song off the G-Unit album. Like, there's a recognition of what this city is, but, again, because of politics, no one can see it. So how that influences how my music was, a lot of times coming up, it was hard to identify because it was like, I know what my nigga's doing. I know what I have to do sometimes. I know where I'm at, but this isn't something that I really, something is missing here because I already, I always knew what my heart was. And even that in like incorporated being in the church, a lot of times people think just cause you're in the quote, quote church. It's like, nah, dog, like there's all types of people in the church. There's, there's killers, there's bangers, there's all types of people in there. So there's a weird juxtaposition of trying to understand who and where I was that fit in that ground. And that had a lot to do with my music. And I, it had a lot to do with how my music was coming out because I was confused in the beginning. And then it solidified. Funny talking about anime because anime was able to take that and put that in a direction where it was like, I don't feel crazy expressing certain feelings because I don't feel like niggas from my city will identify me as someone that's part of their city because I'm not doing certain types of things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, because you're not into that life. I got you. Right. Like, I know, like... I keep my mouth shut, but I, you know what I'm saying? You know, when you grow up in certain areas and you grow with people, you know how to move through different types. You know how to navigate. I just personally, for me, I got lucky enough. And I say lucky enough because a lot of people that come from where I come from don't get lucky enough to not have a gun put in their hand. Me, I had a gun put in my hand and I was like, I'm just not going to do that. And I just happened to get shipped out before it was anything that could have come from me deciding to not want to be a part of it. By the time I came back, everybody was gone. All right, cool, we chilling. That was Atlanta. So it's like, some people get lucky, some people don't. Everybody got to make ends meet the way that they can. But that's how my music evolved. And I feel like, I, in a way, it put me in a space where I was able to start with a clean palette. I didn't feel like I had the pressure of having to be a certain type of rapper. I can just be whatever the fuck I wanted and anything that was me could just come out authentically. I feel like a lot of times rappers and their environment, because especially because you know certain things are easy to eat up, they may want to make another type of music, but they don't because they know what's going to be received based on their environment. So they do that. And I get that. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So let me let me let me segue this into the uh, next question. Because you did, you did mention what what life was like in Lanham and and how you grew up. So, if you don't mind me asking, um, so how, what was your childhood like, or or how did all those circumstances affect your childhood? That was fucked up, dude. Like it's, I had one of those really weirdly, I don't want to say unique childhoods because I feel like everybody just been through that shit. But like, my shit was like, um, my father met my mom. Uh, he was married to someone for his green card, met my mom, got my mom pregnant, and then boom, I'm here. And then they were like, I don't really know if I want to take care of this kid. 
And then I ended up with my stepmom at the time. And then it was just a lot of between different places. This is why I can men- I mentioned so many different places in Maryland and or DC because I just kind of like went around depending on who I was with. That was a lot of my childhood. Okay, so you so it's safe to say you bounced you bounced around a lot fairly often. Oh, for sure. You know who that reminds me of? Who? My favorite, Tupac. Wow. Because Pac bounced around a lot of places. From he was in New York. He you know he was born born in New York. And That's then he was in Maryland. He he was in he was all over the place. Yeah, he yeah. was there. He was in California. Like so many hats was worn in so many different locations. So you you bringing that up just it just took me back to that, and it, and it, and it makes me it makes me intrigued about your stories because because you got a lot of stories there with that. Yeah, like real shit. Like my for example, like my mom, uh, I'm Caribbean. My father from Jamaica. My mother's from Grenada. They both migrated from their respective countries here and my mother's is in new york the majority of them were in uh shirley um oh shout out to long island gang and my father came to dc okay and um so i'm guessing your mom um moved from long island to dc yeah or I, i believe at the time she was in brooklyn Okay, and then she ended up making the move, and that's how you got there. Yeah. Um. So, is there any particular events from your childhood that you take and and bring to your music with you, or do you like leave 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 that out of it? Nah, I just here's how I approach it. Um, one, it 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 served as a way for me to be able to um dissect myself because a lot of a lot of what people don't talk about especially concerning the black community is like mental health issues that are developed through different traumas and or just you know things that happen you know your past from your parents absolutely especially um being from a caribbean background because um both q and i are both of caribbean descent as well and hey, you, sure. you, you you probably know uh anything that has to do with mental mental health it gets either swept under the rug or it'd be like oh why are you sad? You don't have nothing to be sad for. Exactly. So it's a lot of gaslighting. So you grow up, but it, you grow up like trying to figure out whatever the fuck. Well, going even going back again to talking about aerospace, aerospace was a creation of a split personality. That's why aerospace was so aggressive in the beginning. If you listen to a lot of my older music, right, it, it expressed a lot of the, the feelings that I felt that I can express in real time. So people would listen to my music like, yo, that's so different from what I see from you. And then those things started blending together and they were like, oh, so we understand what's happening and what had been happening. If like, as I, sometimes I would go back and listen to music, I'm like, oh, okay. I understand that problem now. Now that I'm older and I see what that was, I can see that for what it is. That makes sense. I, I really like that. So you, in time, you were able to find balance within that. It's like you have, you have this alter ego and with this, persona you can express yourself freely and i'm glad you brought up because yes we all from the west indian background and i'm sure i'm sure you can attest to this it's hard to open up and really say what's on your mind because like candy man just said they're gonna be like oh why are you sad what do you got to be sad about this and that and it makes us 
it, it makes us uncomfortable to just even open up and say, look, this is what's on my mind. This is what's going on. And we need more people, especially in the black community, to speak about mental health issues because mental health is real. It is so real. So very. very. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, and it, it, yeah. Go, 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 go. No, I was saying to, to, the, to hear you express about it and to put it out in your music is so refreshing and it's very needed. And I applaud you for that because it takes a lot of heart to do that. And and I, and man. for some and for some reason, like I don't I don't understand why in our communities, especially in the Caribbean uh, world, why like if you say, oh, I think I want to go to therapy, that's so looked down upon. Like it's something like they right. feel like like it, it's ashamed of. So, I mean, and and that, and that goes to my next question because um, when Marissa has sent me your music, the very first track she sent me was I feel like killing myself. So when I saw that, before that I even, was intense. Yeah, before I even listened to the song, I hit up Q and I was like, yo, the the name of this first song, like out of all songs you think you a uh, uh, management would send somebody, you 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 would um think it would be something like that. So I I and you know, I felt bad for judging it before I heard it cuz I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to sound like. But then we actually listened to the song and liked it. Um can you just give us a little um insight into what went behind writing and composing that song <laughs> so my boy q shout out to my boy q um he's the one who produced the beat um he had sent me a beat pack of some stuff like long ass time ago and i was just going through like a bunch of music and i found that beat and the lyrics just came immediately which is usually how it comes but for that one was a little different and I'll tell you how I kind of like played it because I was actually afraid to even express how I actually felt in it because that was the original name of the song. But I changed, mm-hmm. I named it, I, I put it out as I feel like Bernie Sanders. And I was like, all right, I feel like this would just kind of like be able to like, kind of like mellow it out. But then it got to a point where it was like, nah, because now I feel like I'm a liar. And a lot of like lying isn't good. And we've all lied at a certain point. And that's something that I've always like had an artistic like, battle with like how open am i allowed to be and then it got to the point where it's like yo this is my world if you want to listen to my music you can if you like if you relate to it but this is kind of what i truly am and what i'm dealing with so the lyrics graveyard resident wipe my will within my penmanship lay my mama down and give her a crucifix for sentiments nigga stomach feels sour like that warhead marriage tongue jumping over towers bone marrow keeps me standing listen that was essentially just being like, I'm literally like, people don't talk about mental health in its entirety. When you're depressed, there's a lot of things you don't do. You don't eat, you don't right. sleep well. You don't really take care of yourself. You're fairly apathetic. Um, you disassociate. You lose track of time. You forget things. There's a lot of things that happen. That sounds very similar to dying. Yes. Yeah. No one wants to talk about that though. That sounds very oh, no. similar to dying. No, it is. Like, yeah. When I watch my I've watched I've watched my mom, my stepmother, my brother, my godmother, my homies, my homie at the beginning of this year OD. I watched my mom in a vegetated state before she actually passed away, my stepmom. I know what wow. it looks like. Wow. Like I, I know what it looks like. So I've had friends that have been on drugs and or or just drank all of the time or whatever. I've been there myself. I know so what I. it looks like. So have I. Yes. 
You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times yeah. whenever we talk about death, it's always a finite thing, but there's a process to everything. Even somebody yeah. that just went to, that died in their sleep, there was a process their body went through before it came to that conclusion. Right, right. A lot it's of the, people don't talk about that pain you feel in your chest. You can hardly breathe. The anxiety. The, the, oh, you wake man. up crying. Yes. Like you wake up, like you, like you literally are dead asleep and you wake up out of your sleep and you are sobbing. People don't talk about that. And no, they don't. With, with us as West Indians, right? It's really yeah. hard because they go, nah, we're strong because of the way that our colonizers fucked us up. So we got to overcompensate with that by being as strong as possible. That, well, that also makes it so that that rips away the humanity, which is what the whole purpose of colonization did and made it so that we are where we are. So now we can't even address the things that make us what we are. Why? In fear of being what? Taken over again? Yeah. Hmm. Like, I feel like, I feel like what we deal with is deeply connected to a lot of that stuff. Because when you listen to our music, or like Jamaican or even Grenada, like the Grenada anthem, it's everything is just so loving when you hear it. It's so joyous. And it's like, so why are you so afraid of the other side of that that makes you you? That's right. When you go to a funeral, you cry, right? So if you're yeah. dealing with that, then what are you afraid of? Right. It's human emotion. It's, it's emotion, and it's coming from the inside. It is real. That's it. Totally. So I, and I just feel it on a much larger scale more continuously, and I'm not afraid of it. It doesn't mean I can't have fun. It's not like I'm, like, taking fun from other people. Like, no, you don't be happy. No, don't be. No, it's like, dog, do what makes you happy. I even tell my fans when they ask me about what to do and when they feel a certain way. I'm like, it's okay to accept how you feel, but sad gang is what I have, right? Or sad cult, space cult, whatever. I'm like, yo, it's okay to graduate. It's okay to not be sad anymore. But just know that you always have somewhere to come back to when you are. Because the reality is some people just stay here. Some people never actually get to a point of being happy. And some people have accepted it. Some people fight it. But it's still a reality of life. You can't look at everything that's happening and be able to be like, yeah, man, shit is cool. Because you have to live in a particular bubble to truly be happy, being aware of everything that's happening. Correct. That, and, I, and, I, and I definitely want people to pay attention to that. I mean, we do, you know, we talk about hip hop here. and We talk about, you know, the culture. But the state of mind is always important and it's a beautiful thing. And I really, and you, you, you've educated us as well, you know, with, um, with that and to look at things in a different perspective, it's not just cut and dry. You know, there's always, there's always something there to help you cope and help you understand. And it, and it is a battle. It's a constant battle. And like you said, some people push through it. Some people just, Oh, you know, it's whatever, but it's always something there. And, to see where you are and to be at that level where you can talk about it and express it and put it together so so beautifully in an art form, that is astounding. And thank you for that. You know, I, honestly, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's like the only thing I really, I won't say it's the only thing I know, but it's one of those things where it's like, I've learned that music is one way to like break language barriers. You can throw on music and put a bunch of people that don't know the language and they're all dance to it. Yeah, they all, all have a good it. time. Yeah. Yep. You know, you, you can feel it. It's a, it's a, there's a common 
is a, is a common way of centering everybody's feelings into something and and being able to understand and expand those vibrations and make it so that you can create something out of it. And understanding that, that's what drew me into music. So it's like, it's just what I do. I appreciate you. I'm glad <laughs> you brought that up. I'm, gl- I'm glad you brought that part up because, um, you know, with, with certain artists and whether it be rappers, singers, whoever, there's always there's always certain rituals or certain approaches that they do before they write it. Like they have to have this, they have to have that. Like mm-hmm. they got to be in a quiet room or a dark room, have candles, something like that. Do you have anything like that? Any stories like that when you approach your writing? Um, nah. You just go straight to cool. it. Yeah. Okay. That, like, honestly, like I've written, I've written lyrics on my hand on the bus because I didn't have any paper. <laughs> so okay. it's like, if what's my brain? It's, so the way my brain works in relation to this, and it's been an actual, this is a problem that I've actually had socially, which has made it so that I had to start dedicating certain time to doing things. Mm-hmm. But I'll be with people and I'll catch an inspiration and literally like my ears will go like damp and I will literally disassociate and all of the lyrics will just like, I can see, I can literally pick them out of my head and mm. put them on my notes and my and it's just like that and people will be talking to me and i just i'm like literally just not there that happens uh-huh. every time i write so you just you just get lost into it that's it that's it's in there boom it's like yeah wow it's like it's 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 really crazy because it's like a lot of times i'll go back and i'll look at something or i'll listen to something and i'm like it, it's weird to perceive that i wrote that because it doesn't feel like i wrote that when i was writing it Gotcha. Um, you mentioned earlier uh, in the conversation that you was you've been doing music for for ten years. Uh, let me ask you: in in the ten years that you've been doing music, and and now that we're talking about the creative process, have you ever like cr- like creatively hit a block where like it was difficult to 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 write lyrics or make music, or have you just been able to just hammer it out through throughout throughout the ten years? Well, one. Um... Uh, that was my fault for not necessarily like expanding on but I've actually done music for like literally like my whole life since I was like three but not actually until I was like nine or ten gotcha um, my fault no no you're good that was that was me but music it's it, it's like I don't know like music It just feels like a, a a a vibration. So it doesn't even feel it doesn't even feel like it is not it's not difficult for you to come up with music. Pretty it, much, I, I hear it all the time. Like yes. I hear shit all the time. Like anything you do turns into something in my head. Whether I go to another song that I've heard before, or I go to you know, but. I think I think I understand exactly what you're looking for. So the, I have it randomly it's not like i'll have one long period where it's like uh which i do which is random to me but it's not like a oh i haven't written music for a year for me a writer's block would be like man i can't write any lyrics but i'll write a song but the song isn't on the level with which i'm used to writing at so i'm still at a block understandable yeah gotcha. so, so you're able to still come up with music but it's just not up to your standard of what you've normally been able to produce right so gotcha. I, I see what you mean and there are times like where I just can't, 
like where it's like it's not like I don't hear anything but I can't produce it it's like I can't get myself to, and I think that may be impartial to the depression I think the depression sometimes makes it so that my brain just can't allow that creative output even though it's still in my head yeah it wears you down it wears yeah. you down and the and the, and the power that you have to create and, and to do that it's the other side with with that depression that's just you know stopping it from you know from happening and i i totally get that yeah you you have a set standard of how you do your music as you should as an artist and to try to get that out there but this is blocking you it's like it's frustrating it actually adds more to that frustration like damn you know i, I got this but it's not from what I created before that I, that I felt was so good. So, yeah. I, and, and, and that could be applied to anything. Yeah, because you can't just... You, uh, anybody who's proud of their work wouldn't just put anything out for the sake of putting it out. So um, right. I definitely respect that. Um, it's, it's interesting what you said about how the depression plays a role into that. Um, without... Uh, and uh, forgive me if I'm getting too invasive here, but... Um, when you do go through those blocks where, where the depression is affecting your music, um, how do you, how do you overcome that? I try to expand into different things. Like I'll watch a different film. Like I recently, I was looking into, a uh, depressing psychological short films and just try to see like how far some people's minds go and I it's like I just it's like oh like how like I've I've seen some things and it's like there was this there was this one um I believe he was Indian and he was battling with being an actor and the whole short film right him having this battle with himself and you can do this. You can be a good actor. Oh, you want to see how good of an actor I can be? Whoa, wait, wait, don't be that good. I don't want you to kill yourself. Like, it's like, it was, it was just so crazy just watching and seeing how different people interpret their own depression. Or, you know, I'll go take a walk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, that always works. That helps yeah. out a lot, taking a walk. It does. Yes. Like, na nature <laughs> definitely does help. Like, it, outside of, like, a lot of what I've been speaking of has been very, like, intrinsic because I, like, will isolate a lot of times. But nature is, like, nature's incredible. Like, take a good-ass Jay, go on a drive or, like, go some, like, actually be, get out. Not, like, you know, oh, man, there's this little forest around this little creek is really cool. I mean, no, like, actual, like, in the tuck. Like, I don't see this everywhere. Yeah. Man, that is that is that is awesome, man. Um, one thing that also uh, also intrigued me that you know we've been talking about it. You know, you 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 tackle a lot of personal pain in your music, and what is the overall message of the vivid pictures and stories you tell in your songs? What do you hope to do with that? Um, the overall message I say is. Find a way to maneuver through the world and love as many people as possible, but the right people, and don't be afraid. Don't be don't be afraid of dark shit, dude. It's like it's like there's a very very like overall tone of like just wanting to understand humanity. Like 
as much as I wake up and I'm just like, dude, fuck people. Like, I hate people. I genuinely hope that there is a point in time where humanity gets to a place of common understanding, love, and mutual respect. Because there's a lot of times, like, you see people beefing over certain things. It's like, why the fuck? That doesn't even make any sense. Right. So, you know, I think my, for me, it's more trying to, like, elaborate on the spectrum of every feeling. Concentrate on what's more important. Yeah, I think I want, I think I think it's really just breaking down the language barrier of emotion. I think that's just my music. It's like, I like that. all of these things could be understood if you listen with the right ear. I like that. That is real. That is real. So let me let me ask you a question. Um, so if you encountered somebody who had never who a fan of rap or not even maybe not even a fan of rap who 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 had never heard of you before so like they, they they don't know who aerospace is never heard any of your work how would you describe you your music or how would you entice them to to listen to your stuff i'd be like yo who's your favorite rapper and then i'd be like okay i'm better than that <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love it. I like because that. It, because it'll it'll piss them off, and I don't want to give somebody like some weird ass idea of what my music is because everyone takes it differently. Some people are like, man, this shit makes me sad. Some people are like, yo, this shit get me hype, bro. And I'm like, genuinely. So it's like, you know, like it's like I'm better than your favorite rapper. Oh yeah, okay. Well, let you can tell me that I suck, but let's compare. Let's at least compare, and then now you're listening to my music trying to figure out why I suck. Well, hey, that that's that's creative because the, the 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 interpretation will be like, oh, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Let, let me let me listen to but let me listen to him to see if he's really if he's really better than X, Y, and Z. So that that's 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 actually pretty that's actually um, pretty creative. Um, are there any projects that you're working on right now that you can speak about? Um, yeah, yeah, I'm working on an EP right now. Um, I was supposed to do a merch drop in October depression hit and i was like yeah i'm gonna push this back so i can do this right so i'm working on a merch drop before the end of the year and i'm releasing a single on the first single and a video right right and um i noticed um when i when we looked you up on spotify um your album um senju gahara hitagi volume four that that dropped this year correct Mm-hmm. okay cool cool um as I've dropped far- a lot within the past year. I dropped two albums and like seven singles. Okay. Um, as far as the merch drop, because I know I'm at the top of the show. We we just have, uh, started a merch line. You want to talk about your your merchandise real quick? Oh please, yeah. please tell us. Um, I'm doing shirts, hoodies, um, cover loads of cool little trinkets. But uh, my plan is essentially I'm doing limited editions every month of different designs. So hopefully you can get the design before you can never get the design. And um and for anybody who wants to uh buy any of your merch, um where can they go and find it? I'll update them since I don't have it out officially as of okay. moment, like everything is like it's in it's it's ready, it's just in queue, but it's going to drop all at the same time. So that'll be provided upon release. All right, cool, because um, we have a thing that we do on the show. Anytime we have a guest on, anything that they sell or anything that they promote, we usually uh, 
put that link in the episode description. So, you know, just to try to spread the word and help you out, we'll, uh, once you get it, uh, just relay it to us or relay it to Marissa and we'll be more than happy to, uh, to, yeah. to link it for you. Appreciate oh, definitely. You. Yeah. Absolutely. That's how you spread the love. Oh, no, absolutely. And I feel like, I feel like as part of being in the hip hop community, um, there's not, there's not really too much unity. Um, especially when, um, especially like when things are on a, on an underground level or, or not mainstream, I should say. So, uh, yeah, we just try to do our part and help everybody out. Uh, I will will give a, uh, give a quick shout out to, uh, Elway. Um, there's the big homie from out here, uh, run keys to the city. He's the one that, uh, really been like rooting for me and like helped put me on out here in dc so like shout out to that way for real cool cool and um before we wrap it up um is there is there um any way that uh, the listeners could find you social media and stuff like or websites and stuff like that yeah the twitter um instagram and you know spotify everything but my twitter is a-i-r-o-s-p-v-c-e that's my handle same on Instagram. Same on pretty much everything. If you type aerospace into Google, like everything should come up. Okay. Yeah, because um, when we looked you up, uh, Google was our best friend. The first thing we saw was Sprite, and then that's Sprite. the first thing we saw. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. We, we we typed in. I type. I personally typed in aerospace rapper, and the Sprite the Sprite creators website came up. That was the the very first thing we saw. So, um, definitely anybody who Google searches you will definitely um find out plenty of info about you which um it wasn't it wasn't difficult to and then um we saw you on apple music spotify and title and was like yeah this guy's legit yo shout out to shout out to sprite too because like i i'm gonna be real with you like at first i was skeptical but like very good team of people like genuinely and they've been looking out for like us as the artists that they put on i'll say specifically me as well and 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 you, and you know what's funny because when 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 we found you on the Sprite website, I'm like, because I, I, you know, for those of us who, for a lot of people, um, Sprite is just a soft drink, so we were like, Sprite, Sprite's got a Sprite is working with artists, like they're working with rappers, and we saw rappers and and artists and and visual des- graphic designers on there, and we were like, whoa, like we didn't even know like Sprite had a whole campaign uh, uh, with artists and anything like that. Yeah, but, they're doing they're doing really well. Like they doing the damn thing. I'm I'm happy. I, I genuinely was skeptical at first, but they came through. And really? they allow us to use our voices to the fullest of our capa- uh, the fullest capacity. They never be like, Oh no, I don't say that. Oh, you can't do this. It's like, oh cool. Pretty yeah, good. he's right. No, he's totally right. A lot of endorsements, a lot of commercials, they you know, they'll tell you you should say this or you you don't say that, but and and to give you that creative freedom to express yourself through that, that's great. And it shows how far music has come. As a result of that, it made it so that I'll say for me specifically, like I have like, you know, respect for them for allowing us to do that. Like, you know, they was like, hey, we're going to give you this opportunity and we want to work with y'all. You know, we have this, you know symbiotic relationship we both build and you can use your voice for what it's used for and i was like cool so so let me ask because you mentioned um being skeptical were you skeptical of sprite because they were they're a major corporation and you felt you might have been censored uh yeah like 
that's just what that's usually what happens um they had a rebranding um within their team that made it so that it was like okay now we're gonna have it so that y'all do this because i you know what i'm saying like they'll tell you you can't do certain things you can't say certain things not now though and that's nice it's nice to be in the position where it's like i get to actually be the artist and there's no like slap on the wrist for me saying something because you don't like it like i'm not gonna not talk about the things that are going on in the world because you're worried about how it may impact like don't even have me on it right 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 and it was was all love it's always all love so awesome awesome hey keep speaking for the unspoken brother yo (laughs) thank you like i'm I'm gonna do my best because it, it really, it's really important because, like, here's something I really, really do want to say. Yeah, the go hood got a lot of shit going on, and people got to start listening. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt here. There shouldn't be as much that's happening. There's been so many babies that have passed away in D.C. this year. Like, children, like yeah. six, five, eleven, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. 14. Yeah. Like, so, I hope it's able to reach the people that need to hear it so that they, I can be able to at least give opportunities to people to be able to properly express themselves before they do some shit they regret. Understood, understood. Well, Aerospace, um, we, we, we thank you for taking the time out to chat with us. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation uh, just as much as I enjoy your music. So um, most definitely, um, we're very grateful to have had you on. Very grateful, man. Thank you so much for that, for everything, not just the music, but also your message and opening up about, you know, what's going on out here in the world. It needs to be heard. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Like, I, yeah, up until this point, I really didn't feel like anyone was listening. And I just appreciate the people that are choosing to listen to now. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And um, for all the listeners out there, um, the link to his Spotify and to his title page and his Apple Music page will all be in the uh, in the episode description. So uh, definitely, uh, please check his music out. Um, the messages in there are incredible. And um, yeah, we thank we we thank you for uh, taking the time out, and uh, we hope to uh, one day chat with you again soon. Always feel free to. Hit oh, me absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely come on back, man. We'd love to have you again. We'll do. Stay safe, guys. All righty, too, my brother. Thank you. Peace, love.